Hello, everyone. Welcome to Van and Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanis, and this is episode 41, season two. Uh, I have an interesting show coming up very soon, and uh, today's date is July 24th, 2021. And uh, this program is brought to you by Wrigley's Double Mint Gum. And I will play a commercial from the 1980s with a very infectious jingle that will not get out, that will not get out of your head for hours. I apologize for that. So, here we go. Double skating, double decker, double stepping like in vodka days. A double-daring duo Takes your breath away Like the single most favorite Double in the world It's double good, double good Double mint gum Double image, double duty Double talking can be double fun But the single most favorite Double in the world It's double good, double good Double mint gum Double your pleasure with Double Mint Gum. Double good, double fresh, double delicious. It's the single most favorite double in the world. Double over, double under, riding double, playing double. But the single most favorite double in the world is double good, double good, double mint gum. It's the single most favorite double. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that uh, commercial. And uh, be forewarned, like I said previously, it uh, it's a catchy tune. And uh, I'll give you a brief uh, memory about uh, Wrigley's gum. Uh, when my f- uncle Ted was alive, when I was very little, and I always saw him, he always came over to the house and gave me a pack of gum, usually uh, Wrigley's Juicy Fruit, Double Mint, and Spearmint. Uh, my favorite was spearmint. I like that. And uh, but he was uh, he was estranged with the family. But it's a long story. I won't go into it. But that's the only childhood memory I've had of him. You know, it was little that he always did that. And uh, I saw him towards you know the end that he died. You know, and uh, he had the dementia. So that was sad. But he was my father's brother, and they were very close. So. Um, that was uh, that's a nice memory. Okay, today we will talk about three things. Uh, first, I will talk about the singer and violinist Robbie Steinhardt of the rock group Kansas, and he. Uh, I'll go into I'll go I'll talk about it briefly in the band, and next we will talk about Swift Premium Franks from the Swift and Company, and last we will talk about Bob Trendler. Uh, sometimes uh, also known as Mr. Bob from Bozo Circus. So I will talk about his career and uh, my memories of watching him on the Bozo, on the Bozo Circus show. Okay. 
First off, we'll talk about uh, Robbie Steinhardt. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away on July 17th, uh, about four days ago. He was, he was uh, at the age of 71 in Tampa, Florida. What's unique about this uh, guy was uh, he was a violinist for the group. And you don't, for rock groups, you hardly see violins. I don't think so. Um, I'm thinking of other rock groups, maybe Procol Harum. Maybe there was a violin there. I don't remember. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, and then you have the rock group Queen, but they always play like uh, classical music or use classical instruments. Uh, I will talk about a little, I will talk about uh, his biography. I'll touch briefly. Uh, he was born Robert Eugene Steinhardt on May 25th, 1950 in Chicago. Uh, I heard on the news that he was born at Cook County Hospital, but then uh, he was adopted. And uh, the couple that adopted him, they moved to Lawrence, Kansas. So he's not he's not a Kansas. He wasn't born in Kansas, but uh, he was raised there. And then uh, he and then he uh, learned to uh, learn the violin. I heard he was classically trained. <clears throat> Excuse me. Started taking violins, violin lessons at the age of eight. And, uh, and then he met some guys, and they formed a group called Kansas. And uh, the 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 other guy was uh, he was a frontman and leader. His name was Steve Walsh, and he was a keyboardist, and he was one of the lead singers. Robbie Steinert sang, but they were he. Uh, I mentioned when I posted the the photo of Robbie, I told him he was a. a he was a lead singer, which is not true. I apologize for that uh, because uh, Steve Walsh also sang with the group. You know, he was like the front man. And uh, I'll talk about a memory of the rock group Kansas. Uh, when I was in eighth grade and uh, heading towards a graduation, um, you were assigned to walk with a girl and the guys with the girls, you know, for the uh, ceremony, the graduation ceremony when I was graduating eighth grade. And, you know, the girl that I walked down, she, I don't know how, I'm trying to remember how it happened. She asked me, I'm going to buy you a gift. What would you like? And I don't know what to get you. And I said, well, you know what? I saw a kid in, in my class, maybe my class or the class. Uh, yeah, my, my class. He was holding a Kansas album. And the and uh, the album was um, Left Overture, and that album was released on October twenty first, nineteen seventy six. It was their fourth album. I got mixed re uh, results. It wasn't critics didn't like it, but you know, classic songs, especially the classic "Carry On Wayward Son," which I love that song to to this day. Real jamming, hard rock. Oh, I love that song. I can listen to that every day. I, 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 if the song came on the radio or on my computer, I could play it like two, two or three times. And the other song that was on the album, uh, which I like, was "What's on My What's on My Mind." I like that one, but uh, it's uh, very. It's not well known, but it's very good. So they were. Uh, they're classics. They're classics. So anyway. Uh, the girl that I walked with did buy it for me, and I 
you know, as soon as I got home or I had the opportunity to play the entire album, I did. On uh, We had a uh, turntable, like a portable turntable, and I played it. My brother, he's a, a better music fan than I am. He loved it, too. So I think we still have it somewhere in the house. I think it's in a cabinet with the rest of the albums. I, one day I'll look for it, you know, and... Uh, it's a, I love the album so much. And that's a strange, great graduation present. <laughs> so, uh, so Kansas, uh, they put out some other, uh, albums. Okay. And then, uh, of course the, the other one was uh, point of no return. That was their next album, which is great. And, uh, their classic song from that album was dust in the wind. Oh, Beautiful song. I love it. It was great. Great song. And uh so uh they they were still on tour. You know, and they and then um let's see the fo- the following album after uh what was I saying? Oh Point of No Return was Monolith. Uh that went gold too. And uh there wasn't any well-known songs. So the other one was Audio Visions in 1980. And the other song I remember was Hold On, which I liked that one. And uh, so they, they kept releasing albums and all that. And then uh, I don't know if Robbie Steinhardt or Steve Wallace were touring um, with the other group because there were so many members, you know, and they have new members. So, uh, it's a shame that he passed away. Cause I remember with the big hair and a beautiful voice, you know, and there's a video on YouTube that they performed the song, carry on wayward son. Uh, if you look it up, you will see it. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful video. You know, it jams. It's uh Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Okay. The next thing I will talk about is Swift Premium Franks. And I remember, uh, I'm trying to remember if I ever ate that. I think I did. My mother probably bought it in the 70s, maybe once. Uh, I don't remember the taste of it. But uh, Swift Company was a very popular company in Chicago. And it was founded by, uh, it was founded in the 1850s uh, by a young man. His name is Gustavus F. Swift. But he started the he started the company in Massachusetts, and then uh, probably moved to Chicago. And he started buying cattle in Chicago for for his family's butcher operations. So, uh, so uh, Swift would, if you remember the Chicago uh, stockyards uh, that was around, maybe on Halstead like near the International Amphitheater. And, uh, you know, you could smell, you know, the stockyards, you know, miles away. And uh, they slaughtered uh, cattle, pigs, of course. It's kind of sad like that, but that's what happens. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, it became a very very successful company. And uh, according to a website, Encyclopedia Chicago History, they stopped slaughtering in Chicago in 1953. And uh, maybe they did this elsewhere, I I assume. And uh, in 1973, Swift became the Esmark company, 
It was a holding company. And uh, in the 80s, they spun off and uh, they moved to Texas. And then uh, Chicago lost another company, you know. And then uh, uh, the company is still around, but it's uh, right now in Colorado. But I don't, I haven't seen any products from them, not in stores. I, I haven't noticed, you know, I'll, if I go shopping again, I will, you know, if I go to a jewel or any grocery store. And, uh, so, uh, we also, they also, a uh, Swift company did the, uh, the butterball turkeys and they're still wrong, but I don't know who owns that. I'm not sure. I'll go into research later on to check it out, but, uh, the good turkeys. And I remember the commercials and, uh, but as the sweet premium Franks, um, other products they did was their peanut butter. And, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that product because there's something specific about that, you know, and it involves a classic movie. So, um, maybe in a, in a future episode, I'll discuss that. So anyway, here, right now, here is a commercial for Swift Premium Franks from the 1970s. And I remembered this distinctly on television. So uh, here's the commercial. And here we go. To a child, all Franks look pretty much alike. But inside, they're not. Some Franks contain fillers, like dried milk or cereal or soy concentrate. But there is a Frank that has no fillers, Swift Premium Franks. Instead of fillers, Swift adds more high-quality cuts of meat with a meaty flavor kids love. Mm. Serve your children Swift Premium Franks. They're filled with meat, not fillers. Okay, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the, <clears throat> excuse me, about hot dogs because... On July 21st, there was National Hot Dog Day, and I posted that uh, photo of Swift Premium Franks, but I got to thinking I remember other brands of hot dogs that are no longer around, and the top of my head I could think of was High Grades. You know, I got to read the history, and it was Best, um, best Kosher. I remember that. They were, I, from According to some people, that was delicious, from what I heard. But now we have Hebrew National, which I discovered years ago. When I was at a comic book convention in San Diego, and they had the, that's the only hot dogs they had, and they were good. Oh, they were good. But uh, they're kind of pricey, but you can still find them. Of course, there's Oscar Mayer. They're still around. Uh, there's also Nathan's from New York. Those are good. And one particular funny memory I remember hot dogs was Bozo Hot Dogs. And uh, they came out probably the early 70s, and uh, they're... If I'm not mistaken, I remember a commercial about Bozo Hot Dogs, and they had Bozo's mother. <laughs> they had an, an older woman dressed up as Bozo with the makeup and the hair. Well, she had a old lady's hair, you know, but the same makeup, the red, the red surrounding her face and the white. And uh, she wore the same shoes as him, and it was hilarious. And she was uh, hawking Bozo Hot Dogs. And uh, it was I thought it was the funniest thing I ever saw. And then at the end of the commercials, in the, at the end, I, re- I think she said, he's so handsome. He looks just like his father, even though she looked like him. So I tried to find that commercial on YouTube or anywhere else. I can't find it. But you never know. It might pop up someday. And it, 
And I remember being hilarious. So uh, to this day, I still love hot dogs. You know, I try to be careful, but you know, if uh, if you have a craving for it, go go for it. You know, my favorite is with uh, ketchup and mustard and onions. I know people make a big stink about ketchup, but I love it. I don't care what people say, but at least I put it together because that's how I was raised to eat them. You know, you can cook them on the grill, boil them, or even broil them. You know, I've done that. And uh, the best hot dogs I like is uh, Portillo's. You know, they're very good. Uh, I used to order them when I worked up in North at uh, American Express Travel. I used to go to Portillo's and order a couple of hot dogs. <laughs> okay. That'll be all for that. And uh, the next thing I would talk about is uh, a member of, of Bozo Circus, which his name was Bob Trendler, who was known as Mr. Bob. And... Uh, so I will read his biography about Mr. Bob. And he had a very interesting career, you know. And uh, from what I remember from Bozo Circus uh, when I was little is uh, he had that white band uniform. And uh, he was the band leader of Bozo's Big Top Band. And uh, the rest of the play uh, musicians wore red and he wore you know white i think it was white or yellow you know and uh, he stood out so he seemed like a nice man to me and uh let's see he was born robert trendler senior in cincinnati ohio on may 11th 1912 only child and uh and he spent uh his childhood in radio stations because his mother was the music director of uh of a radio station, WLW in Cincinnati. And uh, she was an opera singer, and they toured Europe. And uh, I guess he got that musical talent from him. And uh, when he got older, he they went to New York City, and he worked with George Gershwin, Cap Calloway, Duke Ellington, all famous guys, famous people. And then uh, he played uh, piano, at the Century of Progress, a position in, in Chicago, and then he stayed there. And then he started working for WGN Radio. And then in 1941, he became the director of the WGN Dance Band. And, and it was also the WGN Choral Director. And he did occasional work at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. And then in 1956, he became the director and uh, he worked on the radio, and then uh, then he started working at Bozo Circus. He got hired, and he led a thirteen-piece band. So, you, if you remember in the introduction of the show, where Mister Ned or uh, Ringmaster Ned would blow his whistle, and he would say Bozo Circus is on the air, and he would introduce Bozo, uh, Cook uh, Oliver Oliver, played by Ray Rayner, which his birthday was yesterday. July 23rd. So happy birthday, Ray, wherever you are. And also Sandy the Clown, uh, Cookie the Clown, uh, the Wizzo, all the famous guys there. And then and then the last he would introduce um, Bob Trendler, but we always known him as Mr. Bob. And then the cast of thousands. And uh, most of the sketches on the show, he did participate. And they did get a, you know, 
when Bozo was with Cookie or any other clown, you know, Bozo would uh, do all kinds of mischief and the pie would be involved. And uh, Bob Trendler did did some sketches. And you know what? He never mind getting hit by a pie. He was a good sport. So that's good. And then uh, he retired in 1975. And then uh, I heard he owned a a yacht, you know, at the harbor, you know, Chicago Harbor. He lived in Lake Forest, you know, and then, uh, you know, he, he didn't, he, he didn't sit around. So he, uh, you know, he was, he was very active, very active. And then when he did retire in 70, 1975, he retired to Florida. And there's an interview of him on YouTube, much older, and he discussed his career, you know, his memories of that. And he lived in Sarasota, Florida. And then he died in July 18th, 2011, 10 years ago. And he was 99. Oh, long life. And his wife, Annette, died in 20, 2002. So that's my memories of him. And uh, I'm going to mention September is Bozo Circus Month. And I will have a, uh, a special celebration for... Uh, my podcast, my blog, which is on Van Chicago Land blog, and uh, of course my Facebook page, Van Chicago Land, which I will uh, I will create a video of photos of Bozo Circus, uh, the Bozo Circus that I grew up with, that I remember, and most people ha- uh, did, and I will write a story and I'll write memories of that, and that should be fun. And also I'll do a podcast episode, maybe two. I'll do two parts. It depends of all the material I can gather. So it'd be, it'd be kind of fun. So this September will be Bozo Circus Month. And I do post photos every week, which I find and uh, pick a certain person or theme. Uh, last time I pictured it, I posted a picture of Bob Trendler you know, with the band. That was cool. And uh, I like to find like rare photos. It's not easy. But, you know, I always credit people for that. And then, uh, so we'll see, you know, sometimes maybe I'll post a picture of Sandy the Clown, uh, the Mozo, you know, that he's somewhere else besides at the circus, Cookie the Clown, you know. Uh, Find some rare things about the show, you know. That'd be interesting. Okay. Uh, Before I go, I want to make one clarification. I received a notification from Terry Tiz that uh, last episode I discussed about shock theater and I discussed about the deadbeats. And uh, I said that it was the Art Van Dam Quintet and he pointed out to me it was not true. It was not them. They were made up by studio musicians at WPKB, which was WLS TV at the time. And uh, I also played the introduction of the video, the audio, that is, of a video. And, of course, I credited him, and he said, thank you. Thank you for the audio and credit. What a nice man. And I replied, you're welcome. You know, um, that that audio of Shock Theater brought many memories of people watching that show for the for those two years from 1957 to 59 on Channel 7 at Saturday nights, you know, it was the first horror sh- theme show right before uh, 
uh, Creature Features, and they also uh, Channel Five also had Thrillorama. I'll touch into I'll touch to that in maybe in a later episode. But uh, as for Creature Features, I will discuss uh, one episode in September. Last year it was the 50th anniversary. I posted, I made a video, I wrote a story. I find uh, put all the TV ads as I could find, which was fun, you know, and uh, that was fun. Oh, that was, I had a ball last year, and I actually watched the first two movies that first aired on Creature Features was Dracula and She Wolf of London on DVD. Oh, it was beautiful. I loved it. Okay. That'll be all for today. Uh, I'm glad you could join me for this uh, wonderful episode. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'll do a podcast tomorrow. We'll see uh, if I have time. That would be episode 42. Uh, I'll s- s- search what kind of subjects I'll discuss. Probably something interesting. So, this is Pete Castanis for Vanishing Colorland Stories, the podcast. This is episode 41, season two, and uh, like I said previously, uh, yesterday was Ray Rayner's birthday, so I will play his bye-bye like I always do on the episodes, so thank you for joining me, and uh, bye-bye for now, and here is Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>